0: HD Smartcast
1: You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD
0: Smartcast Welcome to season 2 of our podcast Kicks for Free in which we discuss all things football I am Dhiman and with me is my co-host Vivek Messi The 2022
1: FIFA World Cup finally kicked off on Sunday evening as Qatar put on a grand show at the opening ceremony before taking on Ecuador in a Group A clash. It wasn't a happy beginning for the hosts though, as they lost 2-0 to Ecuador, becoming the first host nation in World Cup history to lose their opening game. Enner Valencia scored from the penalty spot in the 16th minute and converted a powerful header in the 31st to help Ecuador run out comfortable winners. Neiman, uh, what did you make of the opening ceremony and the game that followed?
0: The opening ceremony was a riot of uh, you know sound, colour, music and Morgan Freeman. He has a way of getting people's attention. So even though people were busy doing their stuff in the media tribune, they were writing copy, you know, checking out stuff, meeting mm-hmm. deadlines, the Morgan Freeman voice booming around the stadium had an effect making everyone pause. Uh, so that's how he is. So, So it was a well thought out ceremony, I thought, because... It's interesting to see how the opening ceremony has uh, almost become a thing at uh, World Cups over the past few editions. Uh, the World Cup usually began with the first match and that was it. You got down to football from the off, as they right. would say. Now, uh, over the past few editions, uh, there has been an opening ceremony and a closing ceremony. And the scale and the scope of which seems to be getting bigger. And maybe we will have a situation where at one point in time, there will be a day reserved for the opening ceremony like we have at the Olympics or uh, the other multidiscipline games that happen every four years. Uh, So that said, it was, as I said, you know, a riot of colour. The the fireworks were lovely. They put out a huge uh, replica of the World Cup on the centre circle. And then the stadium itself is... uh, It's kind of far from Doha. Uh, It it took us around uh, 50 minutes by the media shuttle. But it's a beautiful stadium that looks like a tent. And it's apparently made that way as a mark of respect to uh, the the people, the, the nomads who lived in that part of Qatar. It's really steep. So I was at the Media Tribune. And from there, you're really looking down. It's, it's almost like you're on a high rise, you know, and uh, you're looking down on the pitch. But the view is absolutely clear. So, so the stadium is a marvel of uh, architecture. And that marvel of technology that, you know, the cooling system uh, worked fine. You said it was kind of windy as well. So, yeah. if the stage was set for the World Cup to finally kick off. I mean, it's all these things. And uh, for as Aaron Ramsdale and uh, Gianni Infantino has said, Let the games begin and all attention will be focused on that. Mm. It seemed all right for everyone but Qatar, the team, because Mm. they looked distinctly overawed. And you can't blame them. These are different levels, I know. But even in September, when I was in Bhubaneswar for the Women's Under 17 World Cup, when India started against the USA, they were overawed. They were overawed to the point that the occasion got to them. I'm just, the point I'm trying to make here is, you know, despite all the preparations, despite all the camps that you may have, despite all the mental conditioning that you may get in these days and age, that element of letting the occasion get to you can happen to even the best trained people. And Qatar let the occasion get to them. They did not look like the team that actually won the Asian Championship very comfortably two years ago. And a lot of players are from that team who are playing here. And the early goal did not help the VAR give them a kind of lifeline which they could not yeah. make use of. They could not ride on that. Ecuador are better placed to exploit such an advantage that uh, this kind of an occasion can provide. This was their fourth World Cup. They made it out of the group stages once. So, by around 30 minutes, the game was effectively over, really. Yes, yes. It's something you can never prepare for, right?
1: No matter how many training sessions you have, no matter like how many tactics you discuss. Yeah, the occasion and like playing in front of 60,000 fans, it's something that unless you do but it… Yeah, it's, it's
0: the World Cup. I mean, it's the biggest stage and it's happening at home. Right. And you know, all those things put together, it can get to you and it takes, it takes a lot for players to be not affected by that. Obviously, if you've been exposed to playing football at a higher level regularly, I am thinking that, you know, somebody like, uh, let's say Jude Bellingham, if he's playing today… Yeah. Would possibly be less overawed by the occasion because of the exposure that he's had at the early age at the highest level of football, as opposed to the players from Qatar who, while they're playing in the Qatar Stars Leagues and while they are playing at the elite Asian level, it is actually a significant step up, and they could not take that step up in their mind. I am not saying that you know they don't have the ability, but in their mind, they could not take. It. Uh, they simply froze. Really. Right,
1: right. And, of course, Enna Valencia, He's a very experienced forward. And Ecuador, I guess, obviously, they have a bunch of players who are well-oiled and have played in the top European leagues. Uh, Valencia is one of them. Yeah, one of them. He plays for Fenerbahce now and has played for clubs like West Ham
0: in the past. So, he knows a thing or two about such occasions and he knows he can smell an opportunity when he sends… See, Qatar actually had two opportunities in the game. They had zero shots on goal and that tells you a story. Okay, if I'm being a little more charitable, maybe I'd say three opportunities because there's a late volley that uh, went over. But at the end of the first half, at the stroke of half-time, in deep in added time first half, Ali Almoez actually was unmarked in the penalty area and he received a cross from the right, mm. which he could have put away. Had he been able to put that away and Qatar goes to half-time, you know, 2-1, they would have come out a little different and, and tried to make a game of it. Uh, instead, Ecuador took their chances. I mean, look at the way Valencia converted his penalty. He almost goaded the goalkeeper to go one way and then took a And it looks so simple. And he's doing it the opening match of a World Cup. So, that is what the ability to deal with nerves and the ability not to do it, that is where it kind of made the difference. I mean, I thought that goal and the way he took the penalty summed up the difference between the two teams. There was one which was comfortable with the occasion, sort of enjoying it, stroking the ball around, generally trying to have a good time. And the other was simply overawed. Right, right. Diman uh,
1: Qatar obviously have now two tougher matches to follow against Senegal and Netherlands. Uh, do you
0: think and Felix Can- Sanchez said as much. He said as much as the press conference that, you know, uh, he was very gracious. He said that, you know, they lost to a better team and they have a lot of work to do. He accepted that they conceded possession easily. Uh, and he said that the early advantage… And then he said that now, the challenge only becomes even more difficult. So, we need to go back to the drawing board because the opponents will be tougher. Another important point that he made yesterday was this. That, you know, you will not be given enough time on the ball. Hmm. Now, that is the difference between, let's say, the Asian level hmm. and the elite level, which is, of course, the European level. So, the lesser time to think on the ball right. while… The Qataris may be comfortable with the time they are used to with the ball at the Asian qualifying round and the Asian Cup. At the World Cup, you don't have that. And if Ecuador gives them less time to think on the ball, yeah. Netherlands and Senegal for sure are going to give them lesser time to think on the ball. Yeah. Uh, coming to that, like Qatar obviously are one of the best teams in Asia.
1: They are Asian champions. Uh, in general, like for Asian teams to uh, compete and maybe put up a better show, like uh, what do you think they need to do?
0: Well, exposure in Europe, that's the long and short of the thing. I mean, that's where football is played. That's football's most elite continent. And if you are there, day in, day out, you're exposed to a higher intensity training session. You're exposed to games that are played at a higher intensity. You're exposed to the pressures of playing games at a higher intensity. You get used to that. Uh, So, if there is a reason why Enner Valencia was as calm as he was, it had to have a lot to do with the fact that, like you said, he was playing at West Ham and he plays now at Fenerbahce. He's used to that. So, the teams in Asia that have players who are used to that uh, should be doing well. I mean, for instance, today, we have England playing Iran. And uh, I don't know how this Iran team be set up, but what I do know is that Carlos Quiroz uh, usually sets up teams that are very difficult to break down defensively. I remember the game in 2014 against Argentina. And it took a moment of genius from Messi very, very late in the game to break that game, to break the deadlock. And to be fair, Quiroz came to the press conference after the game and said, even if you had two goalkeepers, you wouldn't have been able to save that shot. So that was that one moment... Uh, I think it was in stoppage time or something, one moment where the second player who was… Messi was always being tagged by two players uh, because he's Messi. So, mm. And there was one moment that the second player was a step slower. And right. then Messi could finish it with that brilliant, audacious left foot curler. Now, I don't know, but England could need a moment of brilliance like that mm. to break Iran down. And again, also because of that, the point here is Iran are used to this level. Iran are used to playing in World Cups. Iran have players who play in Europe. I mean, the the first match of a World Cup gets to all people, I'm guessing. I mean, uh, whoever you are. If it doesn't get to you, then possibly you are not involved enough, simply. But I'm thinking that uh, Iran would be more used to playing a World Cup opener, more used to taking on a team that they know are tougher, more used to… Setting up things defensively that makes it difficult for them to break down. Yesterday, Ecuador were cutting through lines as if Qatar's defensive shape did not exist. So, that is not going to happen today. That is unlikely to happen today. So, I think, you know, getting back to your uh, question, the Asian teams that have more players in Europe Hmm. are going to do better and have done better in the World Cup. Right. Now that the opening game is out
1: of the way, uh, the matches come thick and fast now. As you alluded to, there is England versus Iran, there is Senegal versus Netherlands and USA versus Wales today. I, for one, am looking forward to Senegal versus Netherlands. Virgil van Dijk, a couple of days ago, I think he said that he sat for uh, Sadio Mane who is missing the World Cup due to injury. They were Liverpool teammates, of course. Which game are you looking forward to, Diman? Uh, Is it Senegal versus Netherlands as well or...?
0: Yeah. Um, no, England-Iran primarily is the one that I'm looking forward to. Simply, I want to see how the English team manages to cut out all the noise that their media and some people from their country have made about this World Cup, about everything that is wrong at this World Cup. Now, uh, all that was fine in the build-up to the competition, but now you have to shut this out and you have to go and do the business. Now, I'm interested in seeing how Iran react. To the fact that they've changed coaches, their build up. Uh, Kirosh came back uh, recently. Kirosh's predecessor uh, was sacked, reinstated, then sacked. Now, uh, then there have been protests from players about what's happening back home. Can Iran also shut all that out and get down to playing football, focus on the football? I'm curious to see that. I'm curious to see, has Kirosh been able to take off from where he left, as it were, because he was with the Iran team for a long time. Or is he still also getting around to adjusting? Because he said, when you get a call from home, you don't say no. It was how he explained his coming back. And I am interested in seeing Jude Bellingham, if he plays. I mean, we had a World Cup last time where Kylian Mbappe showed the world what he's capable of. There is nothing more attractive or there is nothing more fresh than a young player breaking out on the world's biggest stage. And Bellingham, if he does get a chance, could do that and get the world to sit up and take notice. Now, these are the reasons why I'm kind of uh, uh, keen on uh, looking at the England-Iran game. But I'm glad that you mentioned this point about you know, Virgil van Dijk and uh, speaking about Sadio Mane. All the press conferences for this World Cup happen at the main media centre. As opposed to being held at the stadium where the matches played. So, I remember seeing Van Dyke and uh, Van Hal talking to the media. And his comment about Sadio Mane brought back memories of a similar situation in 2014. When Neymar pulled up injured. And the Argentine coach Alejandro Sabella was asked, you know, are you happy because there was a possibility of, you know, Argentina meeting Brazil in the final. So, Sabea was asked, you know, are you happy that your Neymar is out? And Sabaya said, as a former striker, as a former player and as a football coach, you never, ever wish ill on a player. I would rather that Neymar played and uh, Argentina met a full-strength Brazil, then, you know, look for a chance That, uh, you know, Neymar is not available. So, we are playing a week in Brazil and this is an opportunity. So, I get where Van Dyke is coming from. It does not sound like talk. It could seem that, but it does not sound like talk. These are top-level elite competitors. And they want to play against the best. And Van Dyke himself has come back from, you know, such a massive injury problem in the not-so-recent past. So, he knows what it means to miss out on games. How difficult it is to come back. To where you were at your level. So, when a player says that he's sad, when a coach says that he would want to play opponents that they are full strength, they really mean it. I do not think it is talk. I really don't. Uh, I, by the way, am looking forward to
1: seeing Jude Bellingham as well. He has been sensational Mm -hmm. for Borussia Dortmund. Uh, England, of course, have an array of individual talent. But the problem often for them has been that they are cagey in big tournaments. right? So, it will be interesting to see whether the likes of Bellingham… Phil Foden, Bukai Osaka, whether they are able to bring their club form to the table and show what they are all about at the big stage, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, they have been KG, but uh, to be fair, uh, South has taken them to one semi-final and one final. Uh, so, yes. a final where they were leading by an early goal. Maybe that early goal was the problem. Uh, you know, uh, like it happened against uh, in the 1974 uh, World Cup final. You know, yeah. Holland were leading even before West Germany had a Right. Had touched the ball and they kind of thought that the match is ours. So, I don't know. Maybe that early goal, Luke Shaw early goal was a problem in the Euros. But I think the important thing to me is that, you know, England's current form is a worry. Now, everybody has said that uh, this is a different tournament and uh, this is something that, you know, the, the nation's league form does not matter. It's the World Cup and the players. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale, uh, when, when we went and uh, met him at the press conference... At the uh, England team base camp, uh, said that you know when he was asked, you know, is it, is it Harry? You still have to get Harry Kane to get, get the goals, and he said, no, no, no. The, the front four, you replace the front four, and you put in another front four. They're just as effective. That was not very convincing to me. Uh, but the current form uh, is an indication of how the team has been doing, and that has not been impressive. Uh, so whether England can put that away it has happened it has happened with argentina in 86 it has happened with holland in 74 so it is not to say that it doesn't happen but uh, right now if there is a worry it is whether england can get the form that got them the uh, you know got them to the final of the european championships and get it at the start so that a, a good good performance against iran obviously helps you uh, do Better against uh, Wales and USA and sort of... Everyone, by consensus, everyone, every other coach yesterday said that England are the favourites in this group. So, uh, that is obviously going to add to the pressure. Um, It will be important for England to get to start on the front foot uh, because then they are laying down a marker. You know, everyone's talked about England being one of the favourites and if they start comfortably, they... Tell the world, okay, this is why people are talking of us as the favourites. If they struggle, uh, then it's going to be difficult for them to, you know, live up to that reputation of coming into the tournament as one of the favourites. That was it for this episode. If you want to
1: reach out to us, you can find us on our Twitter handles at vivek9301 and at demanht. If you're a true football fan, you cannot not subscribe to Kickoff, our weekly newsletter on the World Game, which hits inboxes every Friday. For more updates on this podcast, follow HT Smartcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to HDSmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production, brought to you by HD Smartcast.
0: HD Smart Glass.